Hello all. After the monarchy episode, the conspirators regrouped to discuss how our opinions had changed, or if they had, on monarchy, and how we felt in general about it. This conversation isn't officially a part of the episode, so it is being released in full to patrons only, but the first 15 minutes are up here for everyone to get a taste. If you want to maybe consider supporting us on Patreon, you can hear the whole thing, as well as various other things that we've released over the years. Enjoy! Hey guys, uh, all three of us are back. We really didn't get much of a chance to talk much uh, amongst ourselves and back and forth with the guest on the Monarchy episode because it went long and we had started late and we had to wrap up. But uh, let's just do a quick little um, patrons only thing where we talk about what we thought about the idea of Monarchy and the arguments presented and then we can go back to our daily lives. <laughs> uh, who else is here with me? King Stephen IV. Welcome King Stephen and... Uh and just Jace, the piano. Just, <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's okay. You got to represent the common men because they'll get well, uprising if, if, they don't, uh, if they don't get some representation. Yeah. I guess that would make me uh, representing the clergy class then because we need all three estates. That's right. Yeah, that Therefore, I shall be right. Bishop Eniash. Yeah. <laughs> this feels right. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I all will right. get to flex my uh, immense lack of knowledge of like geopolitical history. You told me some country currently operates with a king, and I forgot which one it was already. Googling which countries have kings, and it turns out there's a lot of them. Basically, all the Middle East countries are run by royal families, right? Mostly. Here, I'm actually going to stick this here, because there's just a list of current monarchs of sovereign states on the Wikipedias that we could link to. There's uh, a lot. I thought, they, I thought the conversation was interesting. The, you know, um, he seemed passionate about the subject, and I always like that. Uh, I think that there was exactly one compelling point that he made, which is that term limits suck. Well, rather, they have a severe drawback, and that's that you spend half your time campaigning, which some people would argue is a good thing because it means you're not spending half that half of the time legislating. But hmm. if Obama was able to like be president for eight years and not be campaign, not be campaigning for like two, because you're not campaigning your second term, but you're kind of campaigning for like your runner-up, you know, so he's campaigning for Hillary for like his last year, um, mm-hmm. maybe he could have got more shit done. But like, I think to the extent that you don't want government to get shit done, you love short-term limits because you want them constantly, you know, being afraid of losing their jobs. But if you want stuff, you know, done by the government, then I can see an argument for longer-term limits. But that's a far cry from ruler by or rulership by one that people somehow decide that they want to have rule, but not through a military takeover. I would love for governments to have a bit of a longer time horizon, and really more than anything, I, I would like for governments to stop uh using money to make more government because (laughs) a lot of their jobs is just you know making work for themselves and getting in the way of other people and i understand you know wanting more bureaucracies and funneling more money into that but uh that's bad for everybody who isn't the government well we'll see if if the government gets big enough then everyone will work for the government Ooh, and then we can all live in hell that's right i did work for the government once when I was a librarian. Oh, oh, well, librarians almost feel like they don't... That's a government job. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, all right. It is, but it feels <laughs> different than, like, I don't know, uh, city, you know, or whatever, county clerk uh, pencil pusher, you know? I mean, I know we were joking earlier about me being of the clergy class, but, like, librarian honestly feels like the a very secular version of a, of a, <laughs> of, of clergy, like the little, you know, small community church there on the corner and people can go and it has to be quiet in there and you have to treat it sort of like a sacred space and the priest is just there to help you out with whatever. I like your view of libraries. It is not like that at all. 
Oh. They don't have the whole you have to be quiet there anymore thing. Now they're trying to make it like a community gathering space, especially since a lot of, you know, community gathering spaces have been slashed, like, due to budget cuts. Libraries have been too, but... That kind of sucks. I like the quietness of libraries. Yeah. There's but Jace, what do sometimes. you think about... What do you think about the monarchy uh, idea? Um, hmm, where to begin? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, like, I will begin with, I feel like we tried that one already. <laughs> you know... Well, we specifically didn't. We we could have a King Stephen if we really put some effort into it. Okay, we haven't. Maybe we, <laughs> like us three, could figure it out. But no, I just, it feels like going backwards. Um, and I, you know, I think it's a fun thought experiment, sort of. But also just my main problem is that I agree with the main premise of the Mencius Bold Bug crowd, which is that everything is getting worse. Uh, all of the statistics that I know of show the opposite <laughs> being true. Mm-hmm. And then like, there's also lots of gross stuff about the slave caste that they call something different. And the uh, fact that women and people of color are going to be oppressed. They'll just do it. They'll, they, they'll just be honest about it. So it'll be better. Right. Wait, is that, <laughs> I mean, I obviously um, Cornelius didn't argue for that. Is that a common idea in, in those uh, spaces? Well, you know, Scientific racism is a thing in this space, and then uh, and Cornelius did, in fact, like dodge the you know topic of saying, well, and then of course you know things should be passed down among the male line because of certain biological reasons. But let's not get into that. And I uh, was like, <laughs> yes, let's not, because I will leave. <laughs> yeah, someone go and get stabbed. I mean, I guess the argument there probably would have been something along the lines of like. Uh, male offspring can sire more uh, generations with less effort than female offspring. There's lots of things that we could point to in biology that are just, you know, that that are bad, but we're all in agreement that evolution is not like God and actually nature is terrible and we're trying to do better. In pre-modern times, I assume it was mainly because the uh, mortality rate of people giving birth was so high that, you know, the... you'd be likely cycling through queens much faster than you really should. But, uh, you know, that's most of the monarch, uh, queen monarchs in the past had, uh, had no children or maybe just one or two, usually no children though. Uh, queen Elizabeth, I believe didn't have any, but the, the yeah, modern they, day you know, doesn't have that issue anymore. Well, yeah, that too. Male children, but like, uh, yeah. man. but nowadays people don't really die in childbirth. So that shouldn't be an issue. <laughs> They'd still do just not as much as they used to. It's still yeah, very yeah. dangerous. Right, yes. And I guess you would be kind of out of commission for, I assume, at least a couple months before delivery and a couple months after. I don't know. Maybe maybe you could rule right up to, you know, the, the, the right up until you go into labor. You're but giving commands between labor breaths. Right. And yeah. that's really intense. And also, like, recovering from labor is basically recovering from a surgery. So you'd be out of commission for at least a little while. But I did like the point that you made, Jace. I think that that succinctly summarizes kind of my whole thought on it. Like, we, humanity, have tried that, and it seems like we didn't like it. It didn't uh, work that great. Yeah, over There's and over, very, people very threw over um, examples that the Mencius Moldbug, you know, community uh, pull out. And there's, if we haven't linked it, we should, you know, Scott Alexander's anti, what was it, uh, against reaction or something, FAQ. Anti-neo-reactionary FAQ or something. I can't do any better than that. Like, 
exhaustive list of, you know, all of these weren't proper monarchies. These ones were. They all like, and they, they didn't work out so great. There were, there's one queen that had something like 40 assassination attempts during her reign. Like it was just, it's actually like, it looks very actually unstable when it seems like the main thing that monarchy had like supposedly going for it was stability, which is also you're kind of, it's kind of like happiness. Like we were talking about before you're picking one value, you're elevating it above all others. Stability. Sure. I mean like dictatorships are stable sometimes. Does that mean they're good? It's interesting that, uh, Stephen, you also came away with the idea that the stability was the most important part of, of his argument, right? Um, no, it was it was the most uh, – is the only – like I, I, I didn't want to say that I found it interesting but absolutely not compelling. So if I picked my favorite part, it was the – the most compelling part I think was the stability. Uh, I thought it was But I don't, I don't think that because- was the most important. Yeah, the uh, he joined our Discord for a little bit after the episode aired, and had said and said it in, during that period that uh, actually stability was not the main argument for or the most important reason uh, in his mind. And I was like, oh, I guess we must have overfocused on that on the episode because I also came away with the idea that stability was. I mean, it, he's the one that the said most it. Important reason it was like forty times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the yeah, one that right. kept saying it over and over and over again. And when we asked what is the most important thing, I'm pretty sure he answered stability. So I don't know where he's coming from. Yeah, it, it, I agree. But yeah, I, um, I'm not I'm not sure it's quite as stable. Like a lot of it came down to a good monarch is great. And yeah, that's true. <laughs> but but then like when you pressed him on how do we get that good monarch? Like that's I think one of the major things that I had a problem with was the fact that he did um, – he did say, oh, I don't think it could really happen in the current system. Everything would have to fall apart. And then the monarch would have to sweep in with like an 80% population mandate. And I'm like, if that happens, like, you don't necessarily need a monarch. Like a fascist dictator can ride in just as easily. Sure, I guess you can do anything if you have an 80% popular mandate, but you don't necessarily need a monarchy for that. It felt very weird that... um this was the requirement for getting a monarchy. Like it felt a little it bit. It almost feel like there was an argument and then you're kind of looking back to try to find, you know, examples for it. I didn't see how, how the monarchy really mattered in that case. I guess he did say later on in the discord, a thing that um, I found interesting was since he does think that within the next 20 years, 30 at the outside, he said, uh, the whole system is going to fall apart. Uh, and we're going to end up being ruled by some sort of, uh, dictator type person um someone who can unite the people after everything has fallen apart and and put things back together and he says he thinks it's very very important that at least there be this idea of uh a what a good monarch would look like and that monarchy is a uh alternative to fascism because he would far far rather see a uh a monarch uh impose uh a monarch throned in such a case than seeing a populist fascist dictator come into power because those are much, much worse. And, you know, in that regard, I guess maybe it's a good idea to have just the, I, this idea sort of hanging out in the populace in case something like that did happen. People could be like, Oh, you know what? Let's not install some kind of populist fascist person like a uh, Trump or or Hitler or whatever it is. And instead let's look for a monarch who has these virtues that we would want. But I think also I'm not sure people are going to have that kind of choice after, after society collapses. I mean, first of all, I don't think society is in any danger of imminent collapse unless we get hit by a fucking asteroid or something, in which case we have bigger problems. Uh, The other thing is that you mentioned, you know, uh, Hitler and Trump, people thought that those were going to be good leaders. Imagine if they had been, 
well, imagine if they had been kings with Hitler, kind of. I don't know. No, yeah, Hitler, but, Hitler, Hitler know, totally was. Singular people in a position of power over everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, that would be I, terrible. I mean, <laughs> it, it, that would be terrible. I mean, that that's why he's saying, you know, we should. But they seemed great should. at first. Yes. I really liked it, I, you know, the stuff they had to say and the things they promised. Yeah. So that, that's I, actually I guess, my biggest confusion that we never got resolved during the episode was like, uh, he the the how the first king would or monarch rather would take their take the throne because the way yeah. that fascist dictators do it is they get popular and people want them to take over right mm-hmm. and so he, apparently that path apparent, apparently popular vote leads to fascism so it's like all right unpopular vote so that only can mean violence if I'm not mistaken right mm-hmm. it sounded like I, yeah. Yeah, it sounded like uh, he he was behind the idea of the military imposing order and choosing someone to be a, a monarch. And I guess maybe it'd be a good idea to try to target people in the military with these sort of no, what a good monarch looks like means. <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine if the people that were in charge of the military picked our king? I mean, they've they've in, historically they've done a good job sometimes, um, mm. and a bad job sometimes. Like, uh, what's his name? The the crippled Roman emperor, which ended up being just an absolute awesome monarch, was installed the by the one Praetorian guy, Guard. The one example I know of, of a good monarch. <laughs> right. They but, like, they always point back to him. to be agreed, like, you know, through history. But yeah, like, I can't think of very many other examples. Or literally one other example. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there might be some, I'm just saying. I mean, if nothing else, the military probably would not have installed Hitler. Because he'd be like, no, this guy's a clown. Yeah, I don't know enough about the political climate of Germany in the 40s to have any idea whether or not the military liked him or or not. I mean, I figured they'd have to like him enough to listen to him, right? Well, I mean, the military certainly didn't like Trump. Well, they didn't dislike him enough not to do what he said. And well, no, sure, that's actually just not true. The, the military, <laughs> I think, was pretty divided. Um, and, and they weren't going to overthrow the U.S. Constitution to make, make sure Trump isn't the, the president. No, but like the... I think that the 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 base was pretty divided in the military as to whether they were Trump fans or not. Um, yeah, but like the leadership. Oh, sure. Yeah. Also, the idea that like one king would have all this power. You guys have seen the um, keys uh, keys of power or keys to power video by C C uh, C C P Gray? I guess. No. Hope. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. I. It's a cool video. It's about 15, 20 minutes. But basically, when you watch it, you're like, oh, yeah, duh. Um, A king can't really do anything by himself. He's one dude with, you know, a single weapon, maybe. He works by having uh, lots of other people listen to him. And those people all have other people that listen to him. And so it's, you know, the king is still beholden to other interests. He has to keep certain people happy. And he can't necessarily just do what, uh, what people like Cornelius want him to do and inform and uh, enact sweeping changes because they would be good for the country. Even if like he was a great king and knew all the best changes to make that are good for the country, he still has these people that are he is deeply reliant on to do his will, and uh, they have to be kept happy. And if they really don't want a certain sort of uh, reform to go through, he's going to have a very hard time making that reform go through. Like He'd have to kick that person out, maybe have them killed or something, and then their successor would have to listen to him like...